Welcome to the Fearlessly Inspired Podcast. We are two military veterans ready to lead, empower, and inspire women in all areas of life. We are proof that your past doesn't have to define you and your circumstances don't have to hold you back. We are your hosts, Courtney and Barbara. Welcome to the show. Hey listeners, welcome back. We're so excited to have you with us again today. Uh, If this is your first time, welcome to our show. Today we are going to uh, take a moment and get to know our host, Courtney. We're going to seek some advice from her and then get a little sneak peek into what she might have up her sleeve after retirement. So for many of you, before we do get started, we actually launched our podcast today. And so we have, you know, just want to say thank you to everyone who's, you know, provided their feedback to us and just so many positive comments and messages and phone calls. And I think, you know, Courtney, you could probably say the same. I mean, I've just been very overwhelmed with the amount of responses that we actually got today. No, I definitely am. And, you know, I think, you know, the other day you said, even last night you were like, you know, I feel like nervous doing it. And I was like, you know, I'm not nervous. And then this morning, our other bestie, Jamie was like, I'm just nervous. I, she said, I'm going to listen to it. And I was like, oh, my God, now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm like, you know, not that I was afraid of like anybody like critiquing what we had to say, because I really don't care. You know, if it's for them, it's for them. If it's not, it's not. Keep it moving. And mm-hmm. so um, but no, everything has been super positive And like, I don't know, it's almost like giddy, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, even when I look at our picture that's on our podcast, you know, when we were showing it, I would tell Courtney every single time I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, it just makes me smile. It just, you know, it just gives you that good feeling because at the end of the day, you know, I feel like we're really doing something positive and, you know, this is, you know, for me, I'm not really one who goes live on like my social media platforms, but you are. Mm-hmm. And this, this is more of like me dialoguing with my friend. And so it just comes so much easier for me. Yeah, I think it's easier when it's just your voice. And, you know, like, nobody's jumping on the line, and you can see them watching from the other side of the screen, or you can see their comments and get distracted or um, but my cousin even was like, you have such a good podcast voice. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she must have listened to the intro. Oh, boy. The intro. <laughs> yes, I would agree. So. All right. Well, let's get started. So, Courtney, our first question for you today is, what is something that you have failed at that has actually turned out to be one of the best things that could have happened to you? Um, okay. Okay. So I think, you know, I think maybe my response is going to maybe surprise a few people, but, um, you know, there have been so many failures in my life, but I think my marriage was one of the most important failures that I have overcome. And so I know I'm sure there's listeners out there that are like given the good old head tilt, like, okay, let me explain without getting too deep because, you know, some things are, are need to be left to, you know, personal a little personal, but I'm going to give you a little, a little sneak peek into it. So, you know, when I was married, um, we didn't know how to treat each other like husband and wife. Um, our relationship leading up to marriage was very unconventional. And, um, I wanted his love so bad that I fought tooth and nail for it. And so when I I was so young, when we met 
And I really didn't know who I was because I was really, I was like 18 or I was 18 or 19. So I had no idea who I was. Um, and I was lost. And so in marriage, I did everything I could to make him happy. And if he didn't like something, I changed it. I changed myself to please him. And so I don't think he even realized that what we were both doing to each other. Um, I think it was very unconscious. Um, and so there came a point where I, I looked in the mirror one day and I realized I no longer knew who I was. And so I became so worried about who he wanted me to be that, you know, so that he would love me, that I stopped loving me and I lost my identity. And so we did end up divorcing and I started to discover who I was again. And I started setting personal and professional goals, which I really wasn't at at that point in my life. You know, I was kind of like going with the flow of things. Like I was still doing well, um, but I was still going through the motion sometimes um, because I was more focused on him than I was anything else. And so um, once I got divorced, I started dreaming again. I started loving myself again. And I really worked on reclaiming my identity. And I continue to discover more about myself every day. So in hindsight, you know, if it wasn't for that failure, I may have never rediscovered who I was. And so I may have never learned how to love myself again. And so you don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice, the only choice you have, right? So now I like to help women, other women who maybe have been in the similar um, situation where they've lost their identity behind being a wife, being a girlfriend, being a mother, be whatever, you know, fill in the blank. Any of you can fill in that blank. And so, you know, I, my message would be, you know, you are, you are a woman who deserves to have your own goals, your old dreams, and you should pursue them without excuses and without having to make yourself small for somebody else. You know, it's to hear, to hear you talk like this now, you know, I was there for, you know, a good period well, your entire marriage, right? I, you know, I was there for the whole marriage portion, but not necessarily for the whole relationship. And so just Mm -hmm. to hear you, how you talk now and how you talked then. And, and, you know, I, you know, I think I personally have told you along with, you know, some probably other friends, like you deserve better, you deserve better, you know, and it was, you know, we have always, set boundaries when it comes to talking about relationships. And so just to hear this side of your story, uh, it's interesting to really appreciate where you are now versus where you were, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And it's funny because after I got married, I, or after I got divorced, I connected with a friend of mine. And when, you know, we talked, she's like, you know, I, I'm so glad that you got divorced. Like you, you know, you deserve so much better. And like, just hearing, I think just hearing somebody else say it, like, like hurt, it like made my heart hurt, you know, like, because, and you know, let's be honest, there's so many friends, you know, you have friends right now. And you know, this could be anybody, not obviously you, but you have friends right now that in the back of their head, they're saying she could do better. You know, like she's settling. And so it's like, you don't really realize that when you're in the midst of what's going on. And so to hear somebody verbalize something they've been thinking without you knowing, like just watching from the sidelines and just observing everything 
was like really like a like a really it was hard to hear I'm sure you know relationships are a tough thing and you know as friends you always want to kind of you know shelter your you know your your friend from being hurt but at the same time you know it's 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 something that we all have to go through and we want to go through it our own way and learn it. You know, we learn our lessons and that's how we, you know, we build our, our future anyways. So, all right, well, let's not stick on that one. Let's yeah. move on to the next question. In the last two years, uh, what have, in the last two years, what have you become better at saying no to? Does that make sense? Yes. So I don't know. I, so like, if you know me, like, you know, that I always have like a million things going on in my life. Like I'm always like willing to help a million people. I'm always willing to like get on the phone with you and help you in your business. And just like, I'm willing to, I'm willing to just do so much for others that I often overextend myself. And so, you know, on top of the stuff that my own projects, right, like podcasting and blogging and whatever else I decided to come up with this week. So sometimes I take on tasks that like, I realize won't get me closer to my goals. And it, and, I'm, and that might sound a little bit selfish, right? So, um, but at the end of the day, like, I have to ask myself, and if some people might have heard this before, like, is it a hell yes? Like, or is it a, if it, and if it's not, then it's a hell no. So um, you know, Courtney, would you want to do a podcast? And I, you know, if I have to think about it and I'm like, yes, hell yes. You know what I mean? Then I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to look at it and say, yeah, I don't know, then it's a hell no. So like I said, that might sound selfish, but at the end of the day, I have to maximize my time, focus on my goals too, and then help people that one really want it. And that, and maybe this sounds selfish as well too, but deserve it. You know what I mean? Like you can't just help every single person on the street or every single person in your business or every single person in your family, right? Like you'd never have time for you. So, and I think when you decide to say no to things and, and be a little bit of self, be a little bit more selfish, then you can also protect your energy too. So. I I think that's, that's a good point. You know, even with the, you know, releasing the podcast today, the first thing everyone asks you is, how did you just take on a podcast? You have, you know, X, Y, and Z going on. How did you fit a podcast in? And it's really about balance, right? I mean, you know, finding the balance that works for you personally and understanding what you can sustain. And you're always going to help people. It's just in your nature. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I think you mentioned this in one of your earlier pod, you know, in our earlier podcast that, you, you have to block that time for yourself and then, you know, be able to know that, you know, respect your time so that others respect your time. Right. And I did talk about that. I talked about that in, in, well, in episode two about, um, you know, goals for your business. Right. And, and so, yeah, you definitely, you have to, you have to, you have to be a little bit of selfish with your time because you can't, I'll be honest, I've done it before. I've poured from an empty cup for years when I was in the military. And so when you pour from an empty cup, like eventually there's nothing else to pour. And so if you don't start doing stuff for you that are that are going to help you reach your goals and your dreams, then what are you, you know, what's it worth? I agree. 
Yeah. All right. Well, speaking about being overwhelmed, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what is it that you do to get you back? No, I feel like I walk. I feel like I some. I really have to just walk away, and just you know, clear my thoughts. Like you know, so sign off of social media. Like just just be alone for a second and just sit with my thoughts. And you know, maybe sit with some tears, right? Because sometimes, you know, there's been times where I've been so overwhelmed that I've just come home and just collapsed in tears. And so when you, and then when you, you know, feel those feelings, and I think this is the problem with some, some people is they stay on those feelings way too long. And so, you know, you stay in feelings way too long and that's when depression and stuff sets in. And so sit with those feelings, sit with those feelings, you know, get back up and figure out what's next. And so that. I think that's the easiest way. And if you're, if you have, if you have to sign off of social media, then take a detox, you know? Um, but I think, you know, obviously I'm going to tell you a little, a little secret, but a good nap helps too. <laughs> and this, and this girl likes to nap. <laughs> you are the queen of naps. I am. I, I do. I do really miss my naps since motherhood because <laughs> I don't get as many. And just the other day, my husband, you know, I didn't have the kids and he was at work and he said, oh, you should take a nap. And I'm like, I just got so many things to do that I don't have time for a nap right now. So, you know, girl, girl, I can sleep anywhere. Like (laughs) I've slept in a Humvee. I've slept on the, the flight line of a Qatar airfield. I've slept in the freezing cold of uh, I- Ireland's airport, <laughs> one of those things. My, I've slept everywhere. My husband made me stop taking the pillow because every time I'd get in the car, <laughs> I would just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that drill. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, okay. So, well, we've heard all the places that you've slept in the military, so... <laughs> Girl, I can sleep anywhere. After 20 years of being in the Army, which, again, that's an amazing accomplishment, what has the experience taught you about yourself specifically? Well, I think it has taught me a few things. Um, I definitely think it has taught me to be adaptive and prepared for change. Obviously, my sleeping anywhere can tell you that I can adapt to anything. Um <laughs> But really, you can't predict what your life is going to look like year to year in the military. So, you know, every three years, sometimes even for some of us, like every one or two years, you pack up your life, you put everything you own into boxes, and you move to another state or country. And so once you, and then once you get there, you start a new job, you meet new people, and you have to prove yourself all over again. And I say prove yourself in, you know, I, I don't, I guess you'd have to kind of understand the military to understand that, but like, Nobody knows you, you know, for the most part, nobody knows you. So you have to prove, you know, what you know, you know, how you lead, like just what kind of supervisor you are, like your knowledge based on what you're doing. And so that's what I mean by prove yourself. Um, And then this other thing I would say, it has taught me to be resilient. Um, I've experienced a lot of challenges in my military career, in my military career and in life in general, and that. I have learned you just can't be angry, mad, upset, defeated. And once again, you sit, you know, when you are, because you're going to face adversity, you know, like, let's be honest, like being a woman in the military is difficult, you know, like not everybody likes a woman that's in a leadership position or, 
you know, tells you what to do. You know, that's just not that we can go talk about social norms, but you know, people just aren't okay with that. So it's a, it's a small, it's a small population. The rest are undercover, but (laughs) you know, whatever you're feeling, like feel it for a bit, get back up, put your thoughts together and figure out what your plan is to bounce back. And that leads me into saying, Hey, always have a plan B. If the military teaches you anything, it's don't assume things will work out the first time. And so you should always expect that they won't and have a backup plan. You know, and just on that last statement, you know, some people could kind of raise an eyebrow, right? You know, you're always assuming it won't work out and always have a backup plan. And, you know, some people can take that as somewhat of a negative comment, right? And and to put that positive spin on it is that, you know, in the military, there's just so many different possibilities and so many things that could happen. I mean, you think about a deployment and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you think you're just going on some simple, um, you know, recon and it turns out to be something way much bigger, you know, and right. so, you know, always being just one step ahead of the, you know, of where you are, I think is, is what we're you know, what Courtney was talking about here. It's not, you know, always looking for the next, next best thing, you know, in that. Right. And and, and it's not, it's also not like what ifing it, it is what ifing it, but it's not what ifing it, but you have to sometimes be like, okay, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and say, Hey, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move across the country. And I'm just hoping to get a job when I get there, you know, like, that's not how it works. Like you have to have more than one plan just in case something doesn't work out. So that's kind of like what I'm talking about is like, you know, just have a plan B. Right. Okay. So I think it's a good segue. So what advice would you give to a young woman who's actually joining the military? And this is based on, I want to just preface this by saying this is on, based on my experience and that's 20 years of experience, but I want to say that women are not your competition. And in that experience, there has always been this, even from the beginning, um, there has always been this underlying feeling that women were not your friend and they were always your competition. And so, you know, if you have the opportunity as a young woman joining the military to find a mentor that is a woman, then latch on girl, like latch on and like be, cause you are blessed because in 20 years I never had a woman that was my mentor. Um, and most of the girls that I were friends with were all people from different units other than Jamie. And, you know, me and Jamie were like sketchy of each other too. And we've been in the army less than a year. So, um, find you a mentor and, you know, latch on and just be, you know, be the sponge, you know, because somebody like me could give you so much advice that could get, that could help you through your military career without having to go through all the things that I went through. And it's funny that I say this because just a little segue is that my friend, um, she was in my unit. She's my friend now. We weren't friends then. She was in my unit. And at the one time, like five females came in at the same time you know, just before we were about to deploy and I gave her some advice and she looked at me crazy and she just, and you know, and she looked at in one, it went in one ear and out the other. And she, you know, did exactly what I told her not to do. And, you know, basically, you know, even now she'll tell you, well, I guess I had to learn my, I had to learn it for myself the hard way. And, and that's cool. 
but you know, like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I had their best intentions at hand. Cause I had been, I was giving them advice that I had learned the hard way through. And so, um, yeah. So the second thing I would have to say is, and this is going to be hard to hear, but it's a truth as well. Um, I would say that you're going to get a lot of attention, a lot of attention when you come into the military, the ratio from women to men is very low. Um, so don't get caught up in being relationship focused, like love, love relationship focused and focus more on your personal and professional growth and just, you know, do your job, like learn your job, be the best at it. You can be, you know, try to just set goals for yourself and just, you know, crush them. And then obviously I think we both can say this is take full advantage of a free education. Um, I, it took me way too long to start, start doing college. It took me way too long to get an associate's degree and it's taken me way too long to get a bachelor's degree. You know, when I could have done this instead of going out drinking (laughs) and partying it up. Yeah. You know, when, whenever you have a woman ask you or talk about going into the military, I, I think these are two main probably answers that we give to people and it's it's not to discourage women you know no absolutely not it's really just to be like look you know there's you can be type this type in the military or you can be this type in the military and you know obviously I use different language when I'm talking to people and you know my terminology for those two types are probably not appropriate (laughs) No, no, they're not. But my point is is that, you know, I I think the reason that Courtney and I have probably stayed friends as long as we have, and I think we may have even mentioned this, is that we weren't in the same unit. We never worked together. It was more that we had mutual friends. And so, you know, Courtney and I are very much alike you know, in our mentality. And I can't imagine having two of us in any one unit. Like, I'm not sure that anyone could have handled that. So it's, I I highly, highly recommend, you know, taking full advantage of your education, because I think so many of us regret that in hindsight, that we, you know, it took us longer than what we expected. And then when you get out, you know, you don't have that. I mean, you still have some education that's paid for, but it's not really that free, you know, long-term mm-hmm. education. I mean, you, you had 20 years to, to use it and you've probably mm-hmm. spent the last five, six, you know, years trying to get it done. Right. And, so, and I want, I want to say one thing, Barbara, is that the, those two things that I just kind of mentioned that they could relate to any girl, any young woman going into college too. Oh, absolutely. For sure. You know, it's very similar, you know, like, you know, it's just a similar environment in so many ways. And, you know, the same thing, like focus on your education because, you know, you get involved in, you know, sororities or, you know, being away from home for the first time and being free and like somebody's paying for your housing, somebody's paying for your food, you know, you know, you, you get a paycheck just for showing up, even if you don't do a lot of work, you know, obviously you do work in college, but focus on your education, focus, focus on your goals and not get caught up in, yes, you should have fun. Yes. You should experience new things, but don't, don't do it in the ex- ex- excess. Right. 
keep moderation going on. Right. Everything in moderation. Right. Well, you know, so I, I think that, you know, your 20 years of experience, we could honestly say that we wish that we had that female mentor, like you spoke about. Right. And, and we didn't, you know, I, I believe at some point you and I had the same mentor, you know, he, we did. You know, I mean, to this day, anyone that I talk about, you know, I, I always say that he always, he knew how to bring you down and pick you back up all in the same sentence. It was like, let's, let's just give him a shout out. Let's give big will a shout out. I know. Right. <laughs> He could listen to this. He could. He'd be like, oh, I'm so proud of my girls. Yeah. And, you know, he was probably one of my favorite leaders. And, and I probably, you know, just thinking back, like, there's very few women that have passed through, you know, my path that I I can even remember. And so, you know, at some point I was attached, well, both of us were attached to field artillery units which was, you know, definitely the ratio was off there. And yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that to see where we've come now and the focus that we have put into helping other women hopefully learn from our experiences, um, you know, I hope that that's what we're doing now. You know, I hope that, you know, somebody will listen and not have to learn the hard way. But, I mean, we're, we were just as stubborn as them at one point, you know. Oh, for sure. You know, I I feel like sometimes, you know, you're always the mom now. Like, you're like, listen to me, listen to me. And, you know, even today as I'm trying to tell my kids something and they had to learn the hard way. Right. You know, so that's just how it is for us in the military as well or in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so do you have any other questions for me, ma'am? Um, no, I think that's it. I think we'll let you rest there. But okay. Um, oh, wait, we do have one question left. So okay. can we get a little sneak peek into what Courtney has up her sleeve after retirement? Well, um, I, I think I mentioned this in our um, third episode Um about the John Maxwell certification. And so it's funny um, that you mentioned it because I was talking to somebody today, um, another John Maxwell team member, and, you know, just, you know, seeing where he's been and what he's been doing with what he knows and his military experience. And so um, I definitely am finishing my certification um, for speaking, coaching, and teaching for the John Maxwell team. Um, If you guys don't know who John Maxwell is, we definitely talked about him in our third episode. Um, And I highly recommend that you download his podcast um, because it's a ton of great information. But so I want I'm going to do that. And then I'm actually part of a group called the Difference Makers. Um, They're an organization of um, survivors, victim advocates, um, and victims of um, human trafficking, sexual abuse, male victimization, And they actually go around the country to military bases in some non-military organizations. And they speak about sexual assault and harassment, education and prevention. And so um, being a 
investigator or um, a CID agent and specializing in sexual assault investigations um, and became very passionate about, you know, stopping them and, you know, educating people. And so um, I really hope to focus my, my efforts on, you know, on speaking in the near future. Well, that is awesome. So of course uh, we, we will be a part of that journey together and, you know, I'll get to hear so many of the great things and hopefully we'll get to share some of that throughout, you know, our different podcasts. So thank you so much for um, taking the time and answering our questions because I know getting a little personal can be a little edgy sometimes though. No, for sure. My face is really warm right now. So, (laughs) but in closing, you know, thank you listeners. We hope that you'll join us on our next podcast as we get a little bit more personal with our other host, Barbara, you know, let's turn the tables a little and I'm going to ask her a few similar, similar questions and some advice. And as always, you can find our blogs at www.isparkleglitter.com and www.fearlesslyfreckles.com.